The entire team at the Emsolation Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all First Nations peoples, elders and ancestors. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. I personally want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast every week, the Wurundjeri people. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place I call home. Always was, always will be. This is Free Time Tuesday on Emsolation with M. Rossiano. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is M. Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain, a podcaster... And this is Free Time Tuesday. Hello. Are you getting used to the Tuesday app? You know, we've sprung it on you, but you did request it for a long time. But I know you're in a routine with Thursdays. And if you're like me, changes to routine, not great. Unless you've decided. If someone else puts it on you, no. But if you decide to change it up, totally fine. So look, school holidays is over for most of you. And I know because I've been around this industry for quite some time that sometimes you can fall behind on the podcasts. Sometimes, you know, you're not driving to work every day. You've got the kids at home and you can't play us out loud, which, as you know, I'm all for. You should not play us around your kids unless they're of a certain age, especially the one that we did last week around the correct way to wash one's vulva and the correct way to refer to one's vulva. That's something you should play everybody especially your sons. But um, I know that life can get hectic and you can perhaps fall behind and feel a bit overwhelmed and not really know when to go back and start. And then then maybe you just leave it because you're feeling like it's too much and we don't want that to happen. So we thought we'd put together some of our favourite bits from the last four eps just so you're up to date or maybe you just wanted a, I don't know, we love a montage. And we've picked the funny bits, the good bits, but we also wanted to put together a little present, a little app for you to send to potential insulators. And if you are here for the first time because a friend has sent you the link and said, you've got to listen to this and report back. If this is our test, if this is our try before you buy, welcome. You are so welcome here. It's lovely to have you. It's, I promise you, you're going to enjoy the next little while. This is a sampler, a taste test, a tasting board, a, an antipasto serving of what the podcast is usually about. I do want to catch you up on the goings on in my life. Over the weekend, I went out twice. Yeah, I'm as shocked as you are. My children were checking in, like, are you okay? Friday night, well, not technically I didn't go out. First of all, I went over to my friend Joel Creasy's and we watched Hocus Pocus 2. Lock up your children. Yes, Salem, we're back. Hocus Pocus 2 is terrible. It's awful. I loved it. Five stars. Because it gave me all that I wanted. I got sisters by the bucket load. It was so camp. Hocus Pocus 1 came out in, I think, 93, 94, and it was just, I loved it so much. And, y- you know, you, it was a cult hit because it failed when it came out and it got universally panned. But then a lot of us younger teenagers 
We're like, no, this is camp. This is amazing. This is Bette Midler. This is Sarah Jessica Parker. And then when we heard there was going to be a sequel all these years later, you can only imagine. And we dropped at 5pm, so I went, went round to Joel's and it's, it's so camp. You will love it if you're a fan of the first one. If you haven't watched the first one, don't watch this because it would just be a hot schmozzle mess. They tried to do storylines for, like, angsty teens to bring in the younger generation and I don't think they needed to bother. It really felt like two films running side by side. So first of all, I watched Hocus Pocus and then I met Michael Lucas. For those of you who are new here, that's my usual co-host, my best friend since I was 11. He's a screenwriter. He wrote Offspring. He wrote Five Bedrooms. He wrote Party Tricks. He writes The Newsreader. He's kind of a big deal. We plan to have a two-person Beyonce Renaissance dance party. During the day, he phoned me and demanded wigs be brought around. So I had to go and find the wigs in my roof and costume changes. And um, we were to meet at the office here where we record the podcast upstairs because upstairs still hasn't really been done. It's kind of a a big empty space. And we were going to dance together all out, flat out, full out to Renaissance top to bottom. Yes, just the two of us. It's all we wanted because we want to do this a few more times that we needed to do a dry run. Now, while I was in the roof, I did happen to stumble across the giant self-inflating eight-foot penis I had made for my Evil Queen tour. And I haven't unfurled him. I haven't inflated him since 2017. And I grabbed the crate and I hoped against hope that when I got to the office and Michael and I unfurled the giant wang, that it wouldn't have a puncture and we got, got here, we put on our wigs, we got dressed, we set up the wind machines, we set up our sad homemade disco ball that was hanging off a coat, ha- coat rack. <laughs> Not great. We were using our iPhone torches to light it up, but we pressed the button on the pump and that huge cock and balls did not let us down. My God. Oh, not a puncture, not a tear, not a rip to be seen. It was strong. It was true. And then we, of course, proceeded to treat it like an adult bouncy castle, which I went in too hard, surprise, surprise, and tweaked my lower back. And I have a video of the injury. So now when I go to the physio tomorrow, I'm going to have to show the video of me dressed in red tinsel, bouncing off an enormous dick. And now I look, I think about it, it does look like some kind of interpretive dance message, spoken word number about periods because it's a red, shiny tinsel coat kind of slithering off a penis. I don't know. Look, I wouldn't want to be watching that video, not really understanding the context, but maybe I would. So that was my Friday night. And then Saturday night I went into karaoke for our friend Maria's birthday and it was so, so fun. Oh, my gosh, because, you know, if you're a singer going to karaoke, it's, mm, it's a touchy thing. You don't want to be the wanker up front professionally singing songs and everyone else, they're punters, right? So you've got to strike that fine line. You've got to sing a little bit really well so everyone in the room's like, oh, bitch can sing. But then you've got to stop. You've got to be gracious. You've got to MC. You've got to hand the mic to other people. You've got to, you know, be everyone's hype girl. You're only allowed to really just sing for a short amount of time to remind people who you are but not have them hate you. So you, you can't be there too long. I opened the night with All Night Long by Lionel Richie. Michael supported me. Although support is a strong web. So that's what I did. Where's my where's my half noise? I don't have my normal. Here we go. So now you're all caught up. Let's get into this. is going to be fun. I love it when podcasts do this. I love it when TV shows do this because often, usually I'm up to date, but it makes me fall back in love with them. But also I hope that this will encourage you to go back and listen to the apps if you haven't heard them yet. The first 
episode we're going to cover off is one called Pummel Me Like a Wildebeest Stampede. (laughs) And I just feel like perhaps that's all you need as an intro to what you're about to hear. Enjoy. In this storm cloud week, horrific week of inside my brain, there was one beam of light that shone through and that was the Disney Expo (laughs) um, where they announced all the new shows that are coming up. And it was almost like someone at Disney broke into my house and read my dream diary. <laughs> because the lineup of what is coming, I will not be held responsible. Mufasa is getting an origin story. <gasps> it's basically softcore porn. I was going to say. They're essentially making an erotic film unbeknownst to them. Oh, yeah. step into the light, Simba. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you have a sexual response Mate, to just the announcement? Just, just the lettering. I'm just, I'm just imagining young buff. Look up here. Do you see up here? What yeah. are we? What? Are, oh my god, I'm getting in. I'm in. Oh gang, I'm sorry. I'm back again. There's a lot of side quests today. Uh, what I'm doing right now is I have left the podcast desk to walk to the cabinet in the studio and grab my lion statue. So what you're about to hear me clutching and banging on the desk and, and, and the whole time I'm talking about Mufasa, I am holding Mufasa in my hands in a ceramic statue type situation. <laughs> this is not good. Back to the pod. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. We're getting be getting this like yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. It's the circle of I'm going to have to have all new stories and who is Who is voicing him? Who? I don't know. I don't James know. L. Jones? He's his voice is too old. They need to find someone who's got that same like Idris Elba. And critical that would be good. Also, is it a musical? Oh I presume my whole so. Body's just You're not going to do anything it in the like It has to be a musical. It has to so be. So has to be a singer. Yes, <gasps> because because James L. Jones was not a singer. Who could it be? Who do they have to have that baritone voice? Nobody messes with your dad. But is he like a teen in this? Because he's matter. got a really high voice when he's a teen. We've never seen Mufasa as a teen. You're thinking oh, of Simba. Simba. Sorry. Sorry. Oh Racist goodness. lions. You have not raised her properly. <laughs> <laughs> fail. Parenting fail. I don't um, think anyone's going to look at the upbringing of your children and think not enough Disney. <laughs> <laughs> he is the hottest Disney king. Slash Prince, mm-hmm. he's the hottest one, Mufasa. I'll fight anyone who says otherwise. <laughs> there is no, and he's the most dependable, the one who shows up. Like, he is, he's not trying to poison people or kiss them while they're asleep or kiss them while they're dead or, like, make them leave their entire family and lose their voice. He is the perfect man slash lion. <laughs> Carks it pretty early in the proceedings. Which just makes him all the more mysterious. Okay. But there's a long life before that. He and thank God. Mufasa is like. <gasps> well, they they won't make it like the lion, the latest Lion King. It won't be that yeah, realistic, is will it? it? Like, will it be cartoony animation? Oh, God, I think I I'd prefer that. I love it how they say live action, but oh. it's still just it's just computer animation. Can we just animation. clarify right now? Yeah, I only find cartoon, cartoon. Mufasa hot. <laughs> I am not attracted in any way. To the live-action remake, Mufasa. You can't You're take not it some sort of deviant. Don't take it to the zoo. That line, that line has to be very specifically drawn right now in the sand. All right? Daily Mail and Rossiano is attracted <laughs> to lions. Again, I want to categorically state it is cartoon Mufasa mm. that I enjoy. Not... Oh, that is a good clarification. No, totally necessary clarification. I always thought it was your early exposure to the Like a Virgin video clip that led to this. Because remember in that one, Madonna is basically going to shag a lion in Venice. 
true. Oh my god, do you think that's why I like lions? I think so. <gasps> I think it's all connected in the great circle <gasps> of life. <laughs> I will admit this right now. And don't bother trying to search either of you. Oh god. <laughs> what are you going to admit? All right, well, look, cliffhanger. If you want to know what my confession was, you must go back and listen to that episode. Next up, my chat with my great mate, Nazim Hussein. We had a long, meandering, hilarious, fast, hectic conversation that I really encourage you to go back and listen to. But I wanted to share with you a moment that well, it was my favourite. It's a, it's a long-running prank, lie, joke. Nazi's been pulling on his mum. Basically, I remember when I started doing Legally Brown, that SBS show, I basically took, I had to take time, I basically quit PwC at that point, um, <laughs> and my mum thought I was going to work every day, to, to, but I would get changed in my suit, go do... What the, is your Get changed into casual clothes, do the comedy stuff, writing, and then get changed back in my suit and come back home. Some days I, when there was no comedy workshops to do, I would just sleep oh, in my car. Stop it. Go in for a, a suit? Walk. Yeah, I would just like walk around the shop. <laughs> Anyway, one day, my mum was like, oh, I'm going to go drop off lunch. And so she went to Freshwater Place, South Bank in Melbourne. I'm just here to give my son Nazim some food. Oh, okay, yeah, really grand reception at the bottom. And they're like, oh, um, what was his name? Nazim Hussein. Okay, looking in the... Se- oh, no, he doesn't work here. No, no, he works here. He's at PwC. No, actually, he hasn't worked here for four months. <laughs> my mum then called me up. Nazim, what the bloody hell? So, oh, no, um, I'm on secondment to some subsidiary company. I just had to make up some shit. Anyway, she found out not long afterwards, and probably now if she listens. She knows how to work a <laughs> Wait, podcast. Wait, are you never... Oh, I've sort of told her. Have I you never discussed fa- your double life with her? I think she's found out via interviews that she's like, hey, good <laughs> joke. Wait, was that true? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. Oh, well, at, like, make sure you've, you've gone and got that book because it's out now. Nazi has a book coming out. That's why he did the chat. But go back and listen to the whole app. You will love it. And if you don't really know much about Naz, I'm sure you'll be a fan at the end of it. Now we speak about a tragedy that befalls Lady Gaga at the end of her Chromatica tour. This episode is entitled Ted Lasso Punched Baby Yoda. That is a true statement. And if you want to understand it, you need to go back and listen. But here is our OK Stop when we describe to you what happened to Gaga on the last night of her tour. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a natural emergency in that uh, there's a storm, it's in Miami, and lightning is striking. Mm-hmm. It's actually striking the ground quite close to the venue, and mm-hmm. so presumably people were rushing backstage saying, Gaga, it's just not safe. We're going to have to end the show halfway through. It's our last show. Mm-hmm. So she has to, they have to, like, end and, 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 and evacuate the stadium. Yeah. But thankfully, she had the power of social media. Mm-hmm. She could reach out to the fans. And didn't she ever... This video is... We're obsessed with it, by the I way. I love it. I, the best thing about social media, I think, yeah. is that it gives divas the opportunity to do tearful videos mm-hmm. to their adoring gays. Mm-hmm. And Without n- PR consent. That's right. Mm-hmm. And no one's ever gone more tearful or more just over the top. This is very akin to what the people witnessed on Friday, I have to say, with my speech. Just the places, <laughs> <laughs> the places you're about to hear Gaga go. Yeah, not dissimilar yeah. to how my speech went, especially yeah. where she ends. She did not hold back. <laughs> she did not wear her poker face. 
<laughs> Sorry. Duck. It's gang shit. Where's my boo button? Sorry. I know. I really turned it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do, we're going to do an okay stop on the video. We're mm. going to play it all for you now. Mm-hmm. Cella and Michael can face you two. All right, you two can do that. Okay, stop if you want. Okay, you ready? Hi, everybody. Um, thank you so much for... Stop. Yes. <laughs> Go. <laughs> the strategic picking up of the dead roses. <laughs> so she's clutching a posy that was obviously given to her by a fan and a couple seconds in she has bought it up in front of her like like a bride like a like a what are they called like a corpse bride yes yeah okay coming to the chromatica ball and i just the way she's okay stop sorry okay stop stop. The chromatic ball. I also want to say one thing that really is, if this were an advertisement for her makeup, it's a good one because either she's putting this on and not really crying or that is amazingly waterproof. I can't believe at the end she didn't go brought to you by House Labs. We really tried to finish the show tonight in Miami, but we couldn't because even when the rain sort of stopped, there was lightning that was striking right down to the ground. So Can I just say, okay, stop. When I first started watching this, I assumed that someone had actually died at the concert. Like, <laughs> the tone and the gravity that she is bringing to it really feels like she has caused the death of a fan. Oh, poor Gaga. Now you're going to hear another Tuesday ep, and it was a very special one. It was... My discussion with gynaecologist Dr. Cara Thompson. A lot of you are across my discovery that some of my community weren't quite sure how to wash their vulvas correctly. There was a lot of disturbing, upsetting, ferocious techniques being employed. So I had Dr. Cara on and in it, she blew my mind several times. This is a must listen. If you're not caught up on it, please go and have a listen but I wanted to give you just a tiny bit, a tiny, just one of the bombs that she dropped when we were chatting. Periods are a waste of time and money (laughs) and you do not need to have them unless you want to have them. I do not want it. I don't want to get my period ever again. Don't get your periods. There's treatment out there and there's such a good range of treatment out there. You do not need to be going through heavy periods, meaning that you can't leave the house. What's a treatment option? Give me one treatment option. Okay. All right. Okay. So look at me just having my own appointment (laughs) now live. (laughs) (laughs) Let me take your blood pressure. We'll go through a few things. So no, the most, the most common is to pop something called a Mirena intrauterine device in Mm. and Mirena's get a really bad rate. Right, because for people who've had a bad experience, and they definitely don't see it everyone, for people who've had one, it's a classic thing with um, with anything you buy or anything you use. You tell like a hundred people if you've had a bad experience, but most people who have Mirena love them, and then they don't really tell anyone about them. They just quietly have them in. So basically, they're like a tiny little hormone rod, like two centimeters, mm. little bit of plastic. Mm. They sit in the womb and they last for at least five years, but probably a whole lot longer. Mm. And they thin the lining of the womb. So your period is the lining of the womb mm. getting thick, mm. and then the bleeding is it all coming away because you're not pregnant. There's no baby. Mm. So if you thin that lining, you either get no periods mm. or tiny, tiny little insignificant periods. Mm. And if you had a Mirena in now, you said you're 43, mm. almost certainly by the time it stopped, the hormone stopped working in it, you're getting into menopause time and then boom, you're probably done. Oh no more God. periods. Yeah, you're yes. right because I've read terrible things about them so I didn't yeah. go and get one. 
<gasps> no, they need it. They need a good uh, public relations officer. Marina. <laughs> Honestly, they've got some really bad PR. But I would say nine out of ten people I put I put a Marina in just absolutely love them and oh, wow. they rave about them. But no, but no one really tells those stories. And for the one in ten that they don't suit, you know, you might have a side effect or you just don't like them for any reason. This easy. You just pull the little string. GP can, you can if you can feel your cervix and just pull it out. Done. It's gone. Oh my goodness. So you have really like in like we're wrapping up now, but you have my goodness done a lot of good work here today. Like well, now we know about the patriarchal hold on our vulvas. Yep. I, I don't have to have explosive periods. I know how to clean myself properly now. I mean, Dr. Kara. We've covered a lot. You're a gem. This is so good. So your podcast, go and check out the podcast, Pregnancy Uncut. Dr. Kara, what would you like to say to any of anyone with a vulva? He's sitting, he's sitting in their car now, maybe a bit teary-eyed, thinking, I've got to get control. Now I understand. What do you want to say to the vulva owners, the emsolation community? Because yeah. I know so many of them are now going to go and maybe action some things. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I would say think about the the problem that you're having either with whether it be pain or heavy periods or thinking that your vulva is smelly or whatever it is. Mm. And think about that thing and think, if this was a male problem and men had this problem, would they just be sitting around putting up with it or would there be an incredible treatment that they would expect or demand mm. to have? Mm. And almost always the answer is absolutely. They would yep. not sit around and put up with it. So neither should you go and see your GP as a first instance and go and see your friendly gynecologist because you do not have to put up with these troublesome symptoms. Um, there is help out there and M, you need to do the same thing. <laughs> Make it a what are you doing? I didn't know. I will. I will. I'm going to. Oh, don't you feel wiser? Again, a must listen to episode truly. Even if you own a Volvo and you think you know it all, as I did, you don't. And finally, last week's episode, God, they love a brothel. Mm-hmm. Michael finally watched two eps of House of Dragon and you're going to hear, look, we discussed the saucy vibes. And the comparison of, say, your sex scene from your Game of Thrones to your sex scene from your Lord of the Rings, because we feel like that would be different. And also, look, I have a bit of an obsession with the quality of the wigs or lack thereof. Here you go. There literally could be a brothel scene, which there is several. Very often. God, they love a brothel. They do. Don't they? It's a lot more hardcore than the Lord of the Rings show. Oh, my God. I need to go to Lord of the Rings for a break. But I have to say that watching the first episode, because it sort of begins with a princess who seems quite young, and so, like, I did have a little moment where I think, oh, this is a little bit Disney, (laughs) isn't it? And then, whoa, okay. Mate. Whoa. And I made the mistake of sitting down with Odette and Marcella and Scott, and we watched the first episode as a family. They really like doggy style in this magical world. There's it's, there's so much doggy style going on the opening app and we're all sitting there. Yeah. And I just had to say it. I said, oh, well, this is ideal to be watching with mum and dad. Mm. Like, we have a pretty good threshold with that stuff because we're all very, we talk about it. But episode one of this series, think about all the sex that went on in that episode. And I'm sitting there with my 15-year-old. Mm. <laughs> just going, okay. Mm. So we've agreed to not watch it together. Mm. We, we now just all separate and watch it. We can watch Lord of the Rings because the elves and the fairies aren't having orgies. They aren't. They're just not. Thank God. Although I wouldn't mind that. I think it would be a different experience watching elves and um, fairies have orgies. Yeah. I think there'd be a lot of pixie dust. Sure. It would be gentle. Yeah. I feel like there wouldn't be, like, hair pulling or, or slapping. I feel like it would be very, like, it would be like a ballet. 
A lot of the landscapes, I think, in Lord of the Rings seem better for lovemaking too. Like, it's like a last meadow. So true. So true. Whereas in Game of Thrones, you're just in some sort of rocky... <laughs> There's also the violence is off the charts. Oh, mate. Like if you want to see a skull cracked in, oh. you're in you're in luck Every with blood episode. and brains splurting everywhere. Yeah, I'm yeah, so they can nail that. They can nail an entire human skull caving in looking realistic, mm. but we can't get a nah, lace front wig glued down. Yeah, it's I'm hard. sorry. All right, well now you're all caught up and maybe sold. Maybe you're a new customer. I hope you enjoyed that. It was really fun putting it together. We want to do a few more of these because we've made so many episodes and then often we just don't look back on them and go to move to the forward, move to the future. But it's nice to be reminded of the frivolity and hecticness that happens in the weeks beforehand. Thanks for being here. Uh, I hope you come back. <laughs> On Thursday, in fact, for our regular episode, we'll be here. And also wanted to say hello to the patrons. If you want to become a patron of Emsolation, you can do that. All the info is at our Instagram, at Emsolation Podcast. You can also shout us a coffee. It was suggested by some of you that the commitment of patrons a little bit much at the moment. You're not really sure where you are financially month to month. I get it. So you can just shout us a coffee whenever you want. And it's not actually literally. We don't buy coffees with it. But I'm actually going to put the money towards building our TV studio upstairs, which is really ace. All that information as well is at the Instagram, at Emsolation Podcast. All our great videos are there and visuals. It's a whole experience. We have a newsletter also. It's, it's, it, we have everything. We're trying to build a whole community. We're hurtling towards world domination. We'll see you Thursday, gang. Bye. Free Time Tuesday on Emsolation is a Spotify exclusive podcast hosted and produced by M. Rossiano. Recorded and edited at Down the Hill Studios by Ezekiel Finn. A brand new episode of Emsolation with M. Rossiano drops every Thursday, 6 a.m., only on Spotify. Spotify.